Welcome to Business Ninjas, brought to you by Write For Me, where you'll hear from business leaders who are out there growing their business and slaying it every day. Learn from the masters. Let's get started. Hi, and welcome to another episode of Business Ninjas. I'm here today with James Furbush, Vice President of Marketing at Access One. James, how are you doing today? I'm doing great, Andrew. Thanks for having me on the show. My pleasure. Appreciate you spending some time with us on Business Ninjas. Uh, please tell us a little bit about yourself and about Access One. Sure. So, yeah, as you mentioned, I'm the Vice President of Marketing at Access One. Um, for those who probably don't know who we are, um, Access One, we are a healthcare technology company. We're in the patient payment space. Um, and so essentially what that is, is we help um, hospitals and health systems, provider organizations, you know, medical groups, things like that, uh, um, basically make it easy for their patients to pay their bills. So um, weirdly enough in healthcare, you know, there are two big challenges that the industry is facing. One are sort of like these old outdated processes. Um, they still rely heavily on manual labor and, uh, pay, you know, mailing paper statements and checks, things like that, right? It, it's It's not you know, unlike e-commerce where it's all Apple Pay and all on your mobile phone, still sort of old school in that regard. It's getting better, um, but we have a product that helps with that aspect. It's a text to pay. Um, the doctors or hospitals can send your bill through a text message and you can, patients can easily just kind of pay with one click from their mobile device. Um, and then the other challenge is that uh, healthcare is expensive in the US. And so... Um, if you've ever gone to a hospital for a surgery or anything like that, likely, um, you know, you've walked away with a bill for a couple thousand dollars. A lot of patients can't pay that in full right away. And so we have, um, it's patient, you know, extended flexible repayment plans for patients. So, um, if a patient can't pay their bill in full, um, they can sort of work with us and we can sort of have a, give them a 12 month, you know, they can break up their bill into manageable monthly payments, uh, easier on them and their family, um, you know, instead of trying to put it on a credit card or, or pay it all at once. Understood. And, and at what level are you servicing? Is this hospital organizations and is this small medical clinics and, and mom and pop doctors? What, what verticals are you servicing with this platform? Yeah, mostly large hospitals and health systems, uh, certainly on the, our patient financing product. Um, you know, it's just the, the way that sort of the economics work. It's just, um, it's not honestly feasible for smaller practices um, to, to sort of partner with us. Um, on the mobile pay side, so our, our patient payment um we call it mobile pay. The product is called mobile pay. You know, that goes, you know, we work with really small groups all the way up to large hospitals and health system. It, it really, um, you know, the way that that works, it, it's kind of a great tool um, for any sort of sized organization to, to partner with us on that front. Excellent. And what's the origin story of Access One? When did they come into business? Yeah, so Access One, um, is it's actually like a really great story um they've been in business for probably 20 some odd years now it was started by a physician in the charlotte north carolina area he was a primary care physician i believe um and even 20 years ago when he started um he sort of started as like a 
a side hustle to his medical practice um, and essentially to help his patients, you know, pay the $25 copay, you know, if they couldn't afford it, um, it was sort of to get a little bit of a line of credit to help his patients um, be able to, to pay even just small bills at the time. Um, and so he sort of ran this business um, in conjunction with his medical practice, um, really to sort of just help his patients. And it sort of sort of grew from there over the, you know, 10 or 15 years that he was sort of running the business. Um, and about seven or eight years ago, he wanted to retire. Um, and so he did retire and he sold uh, Access One um to a private equity group um, and that private equity group uh, sort of realized that um, the conditions, the market conditions were right to sort of bring what we do uh, to health systems everywhere. Um, and so they've been helping us kind of scale and grow um, for the last, you know, five, six, seven, eight years. Um, and, and so that's what we try to do. We try to basically honor, um, our founder, Rusty Sultan, who founded the company, uh, Dr. Sultan, really just try to honor um, his ethos and vision, which was to sort of do no harm and sort of bring that same philosophy of, um, you know, treating the patient financial experience with the the same care, respect, love, and empathy that you would in the exam room. I, I, frankly, I think that's quite important because stress is a horrible disease and uh, the last thing you want to do is treat a person heal them cure them whatever the pathway might be and then create an illness around stress on the other end of the equation because they got a problem paying for the services uh, and and it's become honestly andrew it's become so bad lately in in the industry in the last you know four years five years whatever it is with high deductible plans and so patients you know, it used to be you would maybe have a copay. You go to the doctor, no matter what you did, you'd have a small manageable copay, and that was kind of it. And and honestly, the, the financial expense in healthcare is so wonky anyways with insurance and the middleman. You don't actually know how much, honestly, you go in for a knee surgery. You don't know, is that going to be a... You honestly don't know what it costs until the bill arrives in the mail, right? It's like a weird... Um, it's really the only industry where there is not... You can't like price shop... Um, and in a lot of ways. Um, and so, yeah, it, it is important, I think, to, to treat that financial experience, especially now with bills being as large as they are and healthcare becoming increasingly more unaffordable for patients. Um, there is a, a level of stress and, um, and right, I mean, you look at the, the medical billing, medical bills are kind of the number one cause of bankruptcy in the U.S. I mean, it is, it is a, a horrible epidemic in some ways. And, and yeah, we try to play a small role in, in trying to make it better. Well, un unfortunately, the equation is currently pretty simple. We all shop for insurance that we can afford on a monthly basis, but there's a, <laughs> it's a double-edged sword. If you can afford it on a monthly basis, there's probably a pretty high deductible before they start covering anything right. of substance. So if you actually need your insurance, then you're kind of in trouble. So yeah, understood. Yeah. And, and, what makes Access One stand out from its competition? What's your differentiator here? Yeah, I mean, I I think to me it is really that um, do no harm philosophy. I think, you know, every interaction that we have, we sort of put the, the patient, you know, we try to put our customer's patient at the forefront of everything we do, whether it's 
the products released into the we release into the market, our features, um, etc. So that's that's one differentiation. I I think um, another one is you know I think we uh, from a product and, and pricing strategy, you know I think I don't want to undersell this, um, but we think of ourselves as we we have like these pragmatic tools, right? Um, they're not. Um, so expensive. I think a lot of our competitors have expensive products um, that take a long time to implement. You know, we can get our customers up and running in eight to 12 weeks for, for either product. Um, and that's an immediate return um, in value for them, you know, where are some of our competitors that might take eight to 12 months um, to, to go live. Um, and then, you know, I think for us um, as as well, uh, certainly on the financing side, um, you know, there are so many different flavors, our competitors who do what we do. Um, we're obviously not the only one in the market. There's, I can probably think of a, a dozen competitors and, and they all sort of do what we do. Um, they all have their own approach. And, um, and I won't say that our approach is the best approach or whatever, but I think the way that we do it um, really strikes a good balance because the thing with patient financing is that uh, a lot of patients who need help um, don't actually can't get it, right? So they get disqualified out because uh, for the same reason that someone might not give a person a car loan, they look at that person's risk profile um, and say, we're not going to extend that credit. And, and we sort of have this process where uh, everyone qualifies, you know, regardless of their credit, um, you know, we sort of have different ways where we can really help patients pay for their care in the way that works best for them. If they need, um, if they can afford a, a higher monthly payment, maybe there's um, sort of a no interest you know, payback period. If they need a little bit more relief on a monthly basis, we can do a lower monthly payment, uh, for instance, and, and sort of work with them. So I think the, the way that we sort of build our products, thinking about putting the patient first, um, and then, you know, wrapped in with sort of our technology and sort of pragmatism and, and stuff like that, I think really sort of differentiates us um, in a, you know, it's it's not a sexy way um, in some ways, but I, I think um, it is a a smart way and it's a sensible way, and um and I think that that really uh, does make a difference for for both our customers and patients. I don't know that anybody that looks at uh, medical billing and finance as a, a sexy subject, if you were able to turn it into one, you would own a corner of the market, I think. I am trying, certainly, but, but believe me, um, I'm doing my best. Um, and yeah, you're right. It is not um, it, it is not in some ways the, the sexiest thing. But like, you know, if you think about um, like healthcare is the, you know, 20% of GDP and um, the industry it, itself, um, it, it should be because it is so important with respect to, to the larger sort of macro um, economics of, of our country. Um, and, you know, the industry itself 
uh, it's ripe for disruption. It's a, a change is needed in some ways. And, and so, yeah, I mean, I think, um, you know, we're working hard to, to sort of make it sexy and relevant. Um, you know, I'm doing the best we can on that front. Excellent. All right. Let's talk about the last couple of years. You know, most industries were struggling to survive through COVID. Obviously, there was an even greater need for medical care through COVID than ever. Um, I hope that your business grew by leaps and bounds in the last couple of years. Tell me about the the challenges and opportunities COVID presented to Access One. Yeah, I mean, so it's it's interesting for a few reasons, which is, um, you know, one, our business... um, not unlike probably a lot of other businesses, you know, it has been a struggle. I think um, certainly during COVID, um, people were reticent to buy and and things like that, right? I mean, hospitals and health systems, frankly, had greater priorities, which is keeping their nurses alive, keeping their doctors safe, um, keeping patients out of the ICU. I, I think they just, they, they had greater priorities. And I'm under no illusions that, um, that 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 was the the case. At the same time, um, more people were getting care. Contactless payments, uh, certainly in COVID, um, people were scared to open their mail. If you remember back in in twenty twenty, right, like people were cleaning their produce when they got home from the grocery store and scared to open their mail and and things like that. And and so there are a lot of things that we forget now, three years on. Um, and but I so I think a lot of health systems knew that they needed a better way to collect payments, and and I think on the mobile pay side, you know that product certainly saw a good uptick in um, adoption and purchases as a result of COVID, um, and and so in some ways COVID has been good for our go to market sales, um, and and so you know there was this sort of this great window I think maybe about in 2022, um, last spring where like COVID started to recess into the background, hospitals and health systems were now starting to think, you know, they were like taking their head out of the foxhole of the pandemic and could breathe a little bit, you know, and, and there was this great moment where it was like, okay, things are gonna get back to normal. Um, we saw a lot of interest in both products. Um, and then it was sort of like, then it was like, oh, but is there going to be a recession? And then everyone sort of started to like almost immediately tighten their belt strings again. So it's been a challenging couple of years. I don't think that that is unique to us per se, or even our industry. I think, you know, if you talk to other uh, go-to-market professionals, business professionals in marketing and sales technology, you know, they've said the same, they say the same thing. Um, and, and so we've sort of rid, rid that wave, but I think, you know, we're, poised to have a very good year this year. Um, and I think, you know, we're doing a lot of great work to set ourselves up for even bigger success in 2024. Excellent. Excellent. All right. Let's, let's put on your marketing hat for a minute. What role has content played in the growth of access one? Yeah. I mean, so, you know, access one is definitely a, you know, just by the nature of our products, we're a primarily sales led motion. Um, and those sales led opportunities, you know, they are uh, long deal cycles, 12 months at best. Um, 
on a and a, and a good op, you know good opportunity from you know the time it becomes an opportunity to close one business you know it can take 12 months of hard work by our sales team to get that across the finish line um and as a result of that you know content plays a huge role um i mean you know 15 out of 10 you know 1000 out of 100 i mean content really um, plays an enormous role in that process. Um, and if you think about everything from email nurtures to product demos to um, podcasts and, and things like that, like every sort of lever that we have at our advantage to, to pull, we need to because um, it, it's like, you know, even if you get someone who like wants to see a demo of your product, it could be another 15 months before they're even in contract negotiations. And so it's like sales can't keep them on the radar for that long. Um, you know, we have a lean sales team and they do a phenomenal job, but like marketing, you know, has to step in with content that educates, content that entertains, content that, um, keeps us, you know, at the forefront of their mind, um, for when they're ready to pull the trigger. So, um, we, yeah, it, it is just a huge, huge, uh, aspect of our, of our marketing, um, is the sort of development of, of content, um, and the use of that by, uh, sales, uh, throughout the entire funnel. But you guys are an extreme example of something I talk about every day. I, I think people do more research today than ever to pull the trigger even on tiny purchases, let alone large relationships and business dealings and service contracts. So we have to engage and educate people. 15 months is a long cycle. You, you need a lot of flypaper on your website to, to keep someone's attention for 15 months. Yeah. I mean, it, it is probably the, the singular thing that, that, honestly gets me excited about getting up in the morning. Right. It's, it's, I think, um, especially for us, you know, we're a lean team. Um, and you know, we have external partners who, who do help us, but you know, a lot of that is, is on my shoulders in terms of, um, you know, frankly, like SEO blog posts are great. I think that's definitely one tool, um, in our tool belt, um, just sort of the, we want to show up on Google. We want to be in search. But a lot of those deals for the the buyer and the um, sort of the account, our ideal account that we're going after, like they're not necessarily like waking up and going to Google and being like, all right, um, best patient financing, um, you know, so it's hard. I don't think like, you know, the, the sort of traditional inbound motion of like maximize your keywords and stuff like always works for us, but Certainly being on social, certainly, um, you know, having a strong email, nurture cadence, things like that, um, having blog posts so that we have new content to like feed that nurture engine. Um, it all plays a role and, um, and, you know, we try to do it as best we can with, with the resources we have. Excellent. All right. Please tell us what, what's your URL, where can people find access one and what social media outlets are you using these days as well? Yeah, so uh, they can find us on accessonepay.com. Um, and 
our primary uh, social channel, we primarily use LinkedIn um, as our main channel, um, just for sort of the distribution of content and, and things like that and growing kind of an audience outside of, of uh, email. Um, but we also have a very robust YouTube channel um, and we're sort of making better use out of out of YouTube, honestly, lately. Um, and um, and also Spotify. So our podcast, um, Apple, you know, and Spotify, and we have great kind of engagement with that as as well. And and weirdly enough, I noticed that um, the, you know, if we send an email and, and people click through, um, a lot of times they're not clicking through on the links um, to certain things. They're actually going to the bottom to like our social media icons and they're they're clicking oh uh, they're on youtube and they we see a lot of click-throughs to spotify and and youtube and, and things like that more than like the the link to the blog post or, or the landing page and stuff like that which i always find interesting so um that's where we're kind of maximizing our time right now and i think kind of heading into next year you know because we have such a, a ton of great video content you know we're kind of already thinking about how can we show up on Instagram or, or TikTok just with, with the library of stuff that we have. Um, and so we're, we're sort of starting to kind of think about that in the back of our head a little bit as well. Excellent. James Furbush of Access One, thank you for spending some time with me and with us on Business Ninjas today. All the best to you and yours and continued success at Access One. Oh my gosh, Andrew, thanks so much for having me. This is a, this is a pleasure. I um, always love talking about the good work we're doing at Access One. So um, appreciate the appreciate the time and the invite. My distinct pleasure. Be well. All right. Take care. Hey, are you a business ninja? Want to be interviewed like this? Give us a shout. Go to www.writeforme.io, W-R-I-T-E-F-O-R-M-E.io, and schedule a time to meet with us, and we'll make it happen. Keep slaying it, y'all.